Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Screen Chronicles. I'm Steve. With me, as always, is Colby. And today, mm-hmm. you might notice we have another special guest on today. You're likely know her from The Last Kingdom as Queen of Mercia, Lady Ethel Fled. Today, we have Millie Brady on The Screen Chronicles today. Thank you what so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. That What an intro. I feel like I should have like wheeled in on my wheelie chair and uh, and like betty we can we can do it again yeah we can uh, do it again find a confetti cannon somewhere in the house um it's so nice to be here thank you for having me absolutely uh millie we're so happy to have you on we loved your portrayal as ethel flood to play not not only one of the most important characters in the last kingdom but such a significant person for the time period as well and, and we're very excited to dive more into that uh later on but first of all how are you doing today i'm great yeah really good i'm like i'm really glad that finally we've gotten together to do this i recently did a convention actually and some of the people at the convention were like why have you not been on screen chronicles yet and i, <laughs> I was like okay i'll do it um, <laughs> So, so actually, you've got them to thank. But I was just like, I don't know, sometimes I do feel like interviews, um, I and I know your guys is so much more casual and lovely and like, it's hard because for so long, I always have in my head like, interviews are so terrifying and like, as mm. it, it's, it's always a funny thing to like get your head around because you're so used to as an actor, um, kind of just stepping into the shoes of someone else. So when it's then like, oh no, I've got to be myself and just like have a recorded conversation with people. It sometimes like feels terrifying not to have the, um, I guess the cover of being another person, Um, which is probably why it's it's taken such a long time as well for me to kind of like get over that. I think a lot of actors are, well, actually just speaking to myself for myself, like, do do find interviews quite scary and can be quite shy and stuff. So yeah. like I'm just like, come on, we've got to get over this and give the Last Kingdom fans, you know, but it, it after after the show finishing and like it being such a huge part of my life as well. I was just like, it's it's such a nice way for me as well to tie everything up and to like okay, to yeah. actually reminisce about a show that's been such a huge part of my life and all of our lives that actually I'm just so sad for it to have finished. So I'm like anything yeah. that I can do to cling on to it still. Um, yeah. So Absolutely. that was a long winded way of saying I'm very glad to be here. No, awesome. Yeah. I- you know, that's it's something, too. You've been on the show since season two. I, I, f- I feel like there was like a wave of people that, you know, like Eliza uh, and Alex um, that were like at the beginning of the show. And then there was another wave of just mm-hmm. classic stable people that came from season two. Um, and, yeah. And, and you were one of those people. Um, what was it like for you and and the show? You know, it just got it just released two or three months ago now, March. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And how was it for you then? I guess your character, you started out as a as an actor going through the show. Mm. And what was it like for you, the show finally ending then? Yeah, so it was that second wave of people that we had coming into season two. I remember Arnis was the first person that I met and he was like packing, he was packing a bag on the floor of like the green room. And it's so funny to like cast my mind back to that because I just... You know, I remember being really nervous and being and trying to make small talk with this person that then years later, it's like it's going to be one of my best friends. And um, and it's and also kind of 
I feel like at the start of that show, I think I was 21 or 22. Mm. And so to have played a character which you see grow up throughout the duration of the show, and then myself, I feel like that's such a, it's such a formative time of your life going from you've just entered your 20s and so I kind of felt like I grew up within the show as well I feel like there was a lot of um, life imitating art in a lot of ways and I feel like so many of us we've seen we've seen each other go through so many different stages of life and, and every season coming back it would be like you know that feeling when you would come back after summer break and it would be like okay yeah. we're back um so so it's strange now to to not have that I think my brain still hasn't got its self round the idea that I'm that I'm not going back after the summer holidays with these people and that's it's um I mean it's sad in a lot of ways but also I think that it was such an amazing send-off uh for the show season five and obviously they're doing the film now as well so there's I mean it couldn't have I think that the season, the show ending as it did, I think it couldn't have gone better in a way. I think it was just rounded off so beautifully and you saw so many of the characters, like mm. their arc just tied together in such an amazing way. And yes, yeah. And so, so I am like, I'm so happy about the reception and everything and the fact that they're doing a film now. Um, but it's very, yeah, it's really bittersweet for sure. Well, it's got to be nerve wracking to, um, you know, do a show for this long and do a final season and see how everyone's going to react to it. Because, you know, we, we've had some shows that we have not loved the last season of. Um, but mm. I'll tell you what, you guys absolutely nailed it here. We couldn't have been happier with season five of The Last Kingdom. Like you said, what an awesome send off for the characters and and hopefully for you actors. It felt sort of uh, satisfying or gratifying. Mm. Um yeah, definitely. And I think I think there is that fear because there's always that expectation that there's a pressure for setting up for the final season of something where it's like, yeah. please, please, let's not fall at the last hurdle. Like, because that would be so heartbreaking as well for for how much we love the fans and the show and our characters. If it was then if we had have fallen at the last hurdle for whatever reason, it would have been heartbreaking because we care so much about every element of this show and so to have had it to have had it ended in such a um positive way I feel all around it was just like yes um yeah that's awesome and, and yeah we, we definitely want to touch on you know season two three uh but let's let's just you know since we're talking about the end here spoiler alert for everyone listening for last kingdom all the way up to season five your character ends up dying in the final season. Um, did you know you were going to die going into the season? And, and what was it like? Yeah, I was told beforehand. I wasn't told. I think they were turning and throwing between what episode it was going to be. Sure. Um, and yeah, so I, I did know. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I think in my head, I'd always presumed that Ethel said was going to die in battle. And when I found out that she was going to die um, from cancer in, and from, Ill, from like a long illness, mm. I was like, oh, but that's not in my head. I was like, that's not how she's supposed to go. But then I found some beauty in the fact that there was this there was like this mirroring between her and her father, how it was like, yes. 
they were then warriors in a different way towards towards the end of both of their lives there was this you know I I had always had in my head that Ethelfred would go out with a bang and actually I think what happened was is that it was it was a different kind of battle that her and her father faced in the end and it was just as heroic and heartbreaking and um yeah it was and it, and it also then meant that I was kind of able to grieve that character from the start of the season it was like I had I had those four episodes to come to terms with it myself and it was quite a gradual process in those four episodes seeing her kind of slowly getting more and more sick um yeah it was so, it was sad though it was hard I feel like yeah it was, it was nice though because if you would have just died in battle it would have just ended but you you got mm-hmm. to have a lot of this these closure moments with characters too is what I liked uh mm-hmm. like Alhelm mm. and mm. um Aylesworth and then uh, I love the scene with you and Uhtred. Yes, I thought it yeah. was so well done. Oh. And just even like the cinematography of it, you guys on on the hill. And um, so what, what was it like shooting those moments? Because it, they were so emotional, those scenes. And because I was so full of emotion anyway, with the sure. with with stepping out of this character, with the show ending, with uh, the thought of not working with so many of my closest friends anymore. Um so, so much of the emotion in those scenes were was real. I think as well, what you said about then being able to, I was able to tie up a lot of, Ethelfled was able to tie up a lot of her relationships with the people that she loves in, in ways that, that, yeah, you wouldn't have necessarily been able to do that if she'd have died in battle. I think that we saw a huge amount of, her softer side as well we saw she's got so much love for her family and Uhtred and Aldhelm and and to be able to have the closure with all of those characters it was like yes yeah Mm. and I like what you said about sort of the mirroring with Alfred and and I think I said it we did reaction videos I have to see if I actually said it but the, the the moment when you say like um, and we shall bear it. Uh, my father knew his dream would outlive him and and he did not grieve his loss and nor shall I. I was just mm. like, Alfred, I was like, that is, I, I see David Dawson almost in that. Mm. Thing. Um, did you, when you got the role as Ethelfled, did you ever use David Dawson or Eliza Butterworth for inspiration uh, into your character because they were your parents in the show? Did you ever kind of reference them? Or? I did. Do you know, I did with, um, so as as it went on, it kind of more so. At okay. the beginning, I kind of was leaning into that. She was very, when I first started, it was, I saw Ethelfled as this very like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, almost naively stepping right. into this role of, um, you know, she wasn't she wasn't yet the Lady of Mercia, of course, but she, she was very, uh, I, yeah, quite naive about the whole thing, which was kind sure. of the opposite. She was the opposite to both of her parents in that way and then over the course of the seasons I definitely um even subconsciously would pick up elements from both their characters I think that uh with I think Alfred is she is so determined to uh to bring like to bring forward the dream of her 
father's United Kingdom. And like, so that is at the forefront of her journey. Um, And I think that the two of them as well have a very peaceful and uh, calm presence. They've got this inner ferocity, but I think that they keep things very, um, what's the word? level-headed yeah yeah I mean I mean yeah I throughout watching I was just always so in awe of David and Eliza I think that both of them the way that they portrayed those characters I'm I'm just so blown away and also Eliza in season five that scene that she had (laughs) that scene that she had with Uhtred I was like give this woman a BAFTA yeah (laughs) right after she death, yes. and, and she's I, I think both of them are just the hands down like two of our generation's most incredible actors I think they're complete chameleons and the fact that they are so different to their characters in real life obviously that's that is acting but to but to have that level of mm-hmm. um just the I don't even know how to, I don't even know how right. to explain it, but yeah. they just, they're just chameleons and they're, they're incredible right. and they've got so much gravitas in those roles. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Hugely. Absolutely. And I think everyone brought it this final season. Like yes. everyone was just, especially to like everyone who was just dying, I think was just bringing it like you and, and uh, Ace, you know, everyone was just, oh, yeah. just making you just have all the feels. Oh, you know? <laughs> The feels this is like every episode you're killing us you're killing us i know when we were first when we first got all the episodes through when we were having the read through and stuff it was like oh my god stop stop killing people because because <laughs> us so we're all such fans of the show as well as it's, it's right? kind of we we love the show and the characters in the show and so for us reading it the read throughs it's like Oh no, not again! And it was just like it's, it, but somehow I think because when we first read it, it's like God, there's a lot of there's a lot of death in this season. But then when you actually see it, none of it, it all kind of, it all adds to the season and all of the losses yeah. you feel so deeply. It's not like they're just going like bang, bang, bang. It's you feel each one of them so profoundly. And I think that Mm -hmm. the writers did such an incredible job uh, this last season. And you're right. Like everyone really brought their A game this season. I think, I think that it could have either gone one way or the other with the pressure of being like, this is it. This is the final season. Could have just made everyone crumble, but instead it was Mm -hmm. like, everyone was just. Seemed to heighten everyone. yeah definitely and I think I think as well what you can really see is that so much of everyone's really raw emotion about the show Mm. ending was brought to the season as well I think and and something that the fans often say which I completely agree with which is that you can see what what a bond everyone has in the show and I think for I think for something which is such an ensemble cast to have that bond in reality it's it kind of sells the show on another level and when you've got a group of people who care about what they're doing so much I think as an audience and like me watching it as an audience as well you can you can feel that level of care that everyone has for this for this show 
and it's and it has with, without going now off on like a but it just it just has been such a hugely important and just such an amazing part of everyone's lives I feel yeah. who, who has come onto this show has had a similar um has had a similar thing where it's like god this is something really special this group totally. of people these stories the characters everything it just feels like something really special and like to to um to, for me to not be able to go back to that again it's it's really yeah it's really heartbreaking um in a lot of ways oh, yeah i mean we we both wish there was more but we also love that they ended it so well and we're yes i yeah. i think i would rather it have a great ending than go on and and like mm-hmm. get to the point where it's just like i don't know about this season or yeah I mean, so yeah. i i but have you seen season five have you have you yes. watched it okay. yeah of course and, and of course yeah how'd you feel we, about the ending and everything as, as like a fan of the show how'd you feel i think that the ending was perfect and like yeah as a fan of the show it was to me it was like the perfect ending and then seeing all of the the um characters coming back at the end and the um the like flashbacks flashback stuff at the end I was like because I didn't I didn't know what was happening after after my character died I didn't I wasn't getting any of the Ah, script so I was like I was like what is what is gonna happen and seeing and seeing like the journey that (laughs) <laughs> that Eliza's character go it was like oh my God, yeah. so so much of what they did was just like genius and I thought I thought yeah that the ending that battle the it was just it was just tied the show up so perfectly I think yeah. Johnny's a genius yes. I think Alex Raymond is a fucking genius yeah. I think all of the all of them um gonna say it again brought their A game and mm-hmm. like that that to me had it had like every element of what I would want for a show's finale. It was yeah, so powerful, yeah. and it was it, it was just so exciting and so powerful and so and so like heartfelt as well. And Alex's performance throughout that final episode and throughout the whole series mm-hmm. was just like powerful and heartbreaking and and devastating and just so beautiful and I yeah I was really really blown away by it and blown away by like every element of it from the cinematography to the directing yes, to the yeah. acting like it really it really came together in a pretty special way I think oh, that's awesome and we think so too like, like we said we're so so happy with how it ended and, and felt really satisfied. And, um, you know, again, we were nervous about it, but you guys killed it. And, you know, we've talked a lot here about the end. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the beginning. And do you remember how you got the role of Ethelflaed? Yes, it was. It was what I thought was one of the worst auditions that I had ever really? done. I had had this, I'd had an audition I can't remember whether it was on the set. I think I had done my initial audition. So actually, I'll start from the very, very beginning, which is okay. when I auditioned part of Mildred in season one. Um, wow. Didn't didn't get that part, sadly. But didn't. then came back and auditioned <laughs> for the part of Ethelfled, which for my first audition, I think, went fine. For my second audition, 
I like forgot my lines. I was all over the place. I rang my agent up afterwards. I was like, that went so badly. I put so much pressure on myself because it was such a cool part. And I was like, yeah, this is like, I love this part. And I put so much pressure on myself that I felt like I just crumbled in the audition. And I rang up my agent afterwards and I was just like, oh, that can, can you ask them if I can go in again for it? And it was like, no, just let's just wait and see what they say. And so when I got the call up being like, you got the part. <laughs> I just remember being like, you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> so, so it was like completely, completely unexpected to have gotten that role. And so wow. I feel like the first, the first few weeks being there, I did think like, have they made a horrible mistake here? Because that was, that was the worst audition that I've ever done. But, but like it, I can't even remember the question that you asked me now. How you got the <laughs> role? How you got the role? This yeah. the there you go. Awesome. But, but then people often, and, and I often feel this as well. It's funny that with auditions, the ones that you come out of and think like nailed it, like that went yeah. so well. So more often than not, I'll never hear back from those auditions. And the, it's the ones that I come out of and I'm like, that could not have gone worse. Are often the ones that, end up coming together which i can't understand um, well now you just need to start bombing your auditions and just purposely <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the secret yeah they remember you more i guess no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. maybe it did show like some vulnerability they like oh she killed the first mm-hmm. one and this one she has some vulnerability and and that's what that was i guess you know going from beginning to end i would say season mm-hmm. two right you know she comes in sort of like you said bright eye bushy tailed optimistic yeah and then she does become pretty vulnerable and start to see like some some darker sides. Some tough scenes to yeah. watch. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 And maybe I think I think may, maybe you're right. I think they're that maybe they were looking for some vulnerability that I definitely did bring. And I think at that phase in my life as well, I was kind of so unsure of myself as a person in a lot of ways like you are when you're young and you and I just entered into the acting world and there was so much there's so much kind of fear around that because it's such a difficult industry in so many ways there's so much rejection and I think as as like a young person having entered into that world and just suddenly being like oh my god this is really difficult and really mm. so much rejection to get my head around that that I I do feel in a lot of ways um where I've been at in my life has kind of mirrored that in some ways I think I did enter the show being very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and I'd never done a big role like that I'd done like a couple of days on things I'd done uh small parts in films like but I'd never I'd never had to kind of carry a character in the Mm. way that I had to suddenly in this show. And so it was suddenly a bit of a a wake up call for me. I think I, I came into the last thing and being like, great, this is it. And then, and then being like, Oh my God, this is, this is actually, you know, I've got to, this is really hard work. You have to take it so seriously. Yeah. So did you realize when you got the role, you started doing it that, that this role was going to become sort of one of the main roles of the show right up to the last season? Uh, definitely not. No, 
because obviously they're keeping somewhat to the books, but then there was so much artistic license that sure. none of us really knew what was what was going to happen to our characters. So I think what was quite nice in a way is that every season we, speaking for myself actually, just kind of took it as it came. So yeah, I never expected for, for the character to kind of grow into what she grew into. Everything that came was just like unexpected and that, that I could really appreciate and enjoy that because I didn't have, I didn't Mm -hmm. have an expectation for anything because at any point they can just go, actually, we're killing you off. Yeah, they could. That's for sure. (laughs) Now, did you know who um, Ethel Fled was before you got the role? I didn't know. I hadn't heard of her. And I think that now I'm just like, God, that she's such an important character in in England's history that I'm just like, why is she not being taught in schools? And I think world uh, history too, to be a woman doing the things she did at the time she did them. Woman be, warrior queen, right? Yeah. Pretty badass. Yeah. Like you can't write oh, this yeah. stuff, you know, and, and that should be talked about in history, I think way more. Yeah. And I think, and I think as well, what's really cool about the show is that it's, um, I mean, for, I think for a lot of people, it's delving into a period in history that we don't know a huge amount about True. and that, you know, I, at least when I was at school, wasn't part of the school curriculum or anything. And so it's it's been fun in a lot of ways because there was so much artistic license in terms of the characters with Ethelfled. Because when I first started, it was like it was quite scary. The idea of oh, I don't know, there's there's not much to be, you know, there's not much information on this person. And that was quite scary. But then. As time went on, I was like, oh, this is actually great because at the core, I've got this, I've got the, um, you know, what we do know about her, which is one of our first rulers, warrior, really strong. Uh, so, So that kind of gave me an essence at the core. And then around that, I was able to build a character with that foundation. And so that was, that was a pretty amazing thing to be able to have as a foundation and then be able to build around that because like Mm. yeah if you've got if you've got your foundation first female ruler and warrior you're like (laughs) that's pretty that it's a pretty cool kind of thing to go off to then build a character around that and then it didn't yeah it kind of didn't um matter then in a way that 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 for me that we didn't know huge amounts of her history because as well then with how the script was written and stuff she was so fleshed out in the words and and in the books and in Bernie Cornwall's so yeah it, it, it sounds like did you look at the books and and the real history then of her when you were prepping for the role then I did when I first prepped for the role and then uh so what happened after that was that I then focused, once I was on the show, it was like, for me, the focus then solely had to be on the scripts and what was the reality within the world of what we were filming. Um, Because I think before I went in for the audition, it was really useful to kind of have that as reference points. Mm -hmm. But then when you're, for me, I I didn't want to dilute the stuff that was then on the page and in the scripts because it was like, that's that's the reality that I've got to buy into right. as an actor. Um, so yeah, maybe now maybe now that it's all finished though, I'll I'll start reading the books yeah. um, to yeah. fill that to fill the void. Totally, totally. I mean, it's different, you know. But I think you know, 
to to play such a role like that for like the first time, I, I think that I've seen anybody play Ethelfled, and to give so many people an opportunity to learn about this person, it's it's such I feel like it's such a cool thing, and you did such an mm-hmm. awesome job of it. Um, you know, I tell everybody when talking about the show, talking about why they should watch it, I feel like some of the things I'm enamored about with the history is Ethelfled. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and it's so cool. And Alfred and, and know, Alfred, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, so wonderful. Back to your job. first yeah. season too. I mean, uh, we know you're you're good friends with Toby Regbo, who plays mm-hmm. Ethel Red, who becomes your mm-hmm. husband in the show. But that first season, it's just he's just the oh. worst to you. I mean, what was it yeah. like doing those scenes with him? And um, especially, were you already friends at that point too? No, or? I'm sorry. Actually, what was quite what was quite good is that so one of the first scenes that we that we had to film together was that really brutal rape scene between Ooh. them. What I think it kind of lent to our favor the fact that we didn't actually know each other. Mm. I mean, we knew each other and we didn't have a, a big friendship like we now have kind of established at that point. So um, what kind of helped in a way was that it was. I think there was almost a, a sense of detachment that that really helped with that scene. And also, like, I don't know, we were like, because then afterwards when we made such good friends, it was like, oh, would that would that have made it more difficult? Would it have made it easier? Yeah. I think as well, but I think from the first, even my first time meeting Toby, it was like there was, there was a sense of safety around him as a person. Cool. He's like the most incredible person to act with and like when he left the show I felt like I'd lost a bit of a limb there's such Mm. a there is such a feeling of safety that I get around acting with him he's so calming and so incredibly dynamic as an actor and so giving that to do those really difficult scenes and to do that rape scene as well even though I didn't know him that well at that point it was like I don't know this person, but I know that they're really sound. I know that um, that that there was like a level of huge respect around that Good. stuff. Both of us wanted to be really sensitive to that subject matter because it's Good. it's so difficult to portray that. And like, and I yes. think going going into that and having someone who who immediately you feel that safety with is like completely. Um, it's like it was such a gift to be able to to work with him because so many of the scenes that we had together were really difficult like touching on really difficult stuff and so for to be able to do it with someone that that there's so much trust with made that so much easier um yeah, I just think he's he's so amazing. And like he actually taught me so much as an actor as well. Because oh. I just watch him and just be like, yeah, he's 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 very um he's just so dynamic and so alive. And so he also has quite an incredible brain where it's like it's like he exists on a different plane where yeah. where often like he would he would read scenes in a way that I hadn't heard them in my own. You know, I hadn't I hadn't thought of scenes in certain ways. And I'd be like, oh, God, he's really like dug into another layer of this. Um, 
so yeah yeah i don't know whether that answers the question yeah, I feel absolutely. Like and, and, <laughs> and staying on him obviously you guys had such a in season four not to jump around too much here but um when he does die right before his death you guys have sort of a reconciliation i think maybe a little bit more on his end uh, i think you you know but you definitely the characters had a bit of reconciliation i think you do have a line that says i thought i would be crying now um now that he's dead um what was it like to do that final scene with him uh when he was alive that that last do you know I, I i i think what was so well done by the writers in that scene was that you've seen ethelred as he's quite, he'd always just been such a monster and such a villain and even though that the things that he did as a character are so unforgivable you see some humanity in that mm. scene and you kind of see that there is a glimmer of someone who who knows that they've really fucked up and uh, and for me that was like it was a really powerful scene because you hadn't seen much of his humanity till that point he had right. really been so deep in his anger and his hatred and and so then to to have what to have a moment even of softness between the two of them like I thought was so clever and it was just I think for both of them as well it was like it was for Ethelfled as well it was a way of she's she's told this person how the the hurt that he's caused her and he's gone and she was able to say all of that and like draw a line under it and obviously that stuff would never leave her that's always going to be in her and a part of her um but I think that it was like I think that it was really clever how they did that yeah and and one of the most important parts too that we think of Ethel Fled's journey and her growth was the second half of season two and many people um it's, it's like their favorite little chunk of the show the the sort of love story and heartbreaking story between Ethelflaed and eric um could you maybe just talk a little bit about just the second half what was it like to form that relationship with christian ilborg and um it, and grow that relationship it, it was it was great because like so i'd obviously gone from being with all of the saxon lot for the first half and yeah. then in, i was then like one of the Danes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of because a lot of the time when we're filming, uh, there isn't a huge amount of crossover. So on 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 that level, I was like, it was almost like being able to dip my toe into two completely different sets, which was so much fun for me to have gone from from this Saxon world into the Dane world. Yeah. And then I think I think that again when I when I first got in the scripts, I was like, oh, how are we gonna sell? this love story in so few episodes and again credit to the writers the directing like to christian like it's so it, it worked somehow yeah. that relationship within a, just a couple of episodes you saw this like this like explosion of love between these two people yes. so hurt by Ethelred. She had had so much pain in her life in such a in such a short amount of time, and I think I think as well for me, and also hopefully for the audience, for seeing her going into that, seeing her going into her wedding, being so excited about yeah. it, being so excited about that man, and then seeing 
seeing how awful seeing how awful that then went um with with the abuse between her and mm-hmm. her husband that then on top of that it's like oh my god now she's got kidnapped <laughs> and I then know. it was and then this this love story that just came out of nowhere that was like I think for me it was I was like oh thank god she's she's finally she's she's you saw her grow a respect you saw her grow respect within herself yeah. and so to have someone who for the first time she had she had had real love and and so with the short kind of burst of this love story and then the fact that it was torn away so quickly it was yeah. like you were it was like I was running like rooting for her and then it, the, the, the fact that it was ripped away so quickly as well I think yeah. it, it 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 added to the heartbreak of it. And I think that Christian, he, the character arc that he had within that season was oh incredible. And he was so like, even though he was playing this, this kind of tough warrior, he had such a sensitivity to him mm. and such a kindness to him. Um, that, and, then, and then that scene where, where he dies at the end, it's just like, he brought so much. There were so there were oh. so many kind of like checkpoints for his character that everyone he just smashed it. It was like, yeah. And your reaction to watching him from the rafters and being pulled away, um, just sort of your devastation on your face was, mm. was really well done as well. And and like you said, it's interesting because there's such a short period of time in those episodes. Yeah. But, and when I go back and rewatch the episodes, I see that. But when I think back on it after not watching it, it feels so strong the love between Ethel Flood and Eric it mm-hmm. feels like we had more scenes of them building it but mm-hmm. I think it's just a testament to the the job that you guys did and again the directing and the writing yeah um, that scene in the rafters as well because I think we could only have like maybe two takes because of all of the fire and stuff yeah. and so I hadn't really seen how dramatic it was going to be in the rehearsals because they were saving the the fire and everything for for the actual takes so so the, a lot of that shock is real because it was just sure. like everything just going on at one time and it was just it was so and I when you've got when you know as well that you're only going to have a certain amount a limited amount of tapes um it there, there's this energy in the room that I think it was genuinely like so shocking for me to sure. just watch that it that that was probably captured as well yeah and what how did you spend a lot of time up in that cage that they had you in? Was that yeah. <laughs> yes. what was that like? <laughs> so uncomfortable. And I oh, really? also I'm not very good with heights as well. Oh. And, so, and it didn't and it would be like hours that I was up there. By the end of the day as well, I'd have like marks of grates. <laughs> oh because God. I was just lying on I was just lying on that metal grate for the whole day. But it was good because it things like that really help with um, getting into the right mindset because uh-huh. I'm up there swinging in a cage. I'm cold. I've got no one to talk to. And it, it helps. Like if I, it, it, for those scenes where I'm terrified and I'm cold and I'm afraid and I'm upset, um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have helped me if I had a nice cozy cushion up there. <laughs> That's the best way to get into into it. Exactly. Do it for real. <laughs> Speaking of you, when you got kidnapped, though, too, there was a, a pretty unique scene um, when 
uh the the danes are coming when the whole army they're in london and and like there's the reserve yeah. group back and and they just come running through and it's like this really long like point of view sort of take and it goes to you running into the woods uh, oh yes yeah 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 what, what was it like filming that was that like a pretty intricate scene to do then like technically and stuff it was really intricate and i'm just i'm just now trying to like cast my mind back because i uh it was all in one take i think as well wasn't it it was that i think the camera yeah. followed the tent and then it came out and then yeah it was it was it was one take shot and Chaz bain who yeah. had the camera for that scene um, I remember because I was so full of adrenaline that I actually just like bolted full speed. And at the, <laughs> at the end of the first take, he was like, Mills, don't do that to me again. <laughs> He's got the camera and all the equipment and is trying to um, chase after me. But it was so hard in that in that scene to not to not just go full pace, because when you're running on right. camera, you don't run full pace because it it can sell at half speed as if you're running okay. fast so okay. um, so it was quite funny because every I was like yeah yeah I'll do it I'll do it slow slower next time and then every take it would be I'd just be off <laughs> and so so he so like it was it was really really fun that scene it was very technical I think more from Chaz's perspective because he was yeah. having to so much and then there was and then there was a bit wasn't there where the camera got underneath a horse, horse and the horse yeah, yeah. so for that bit that was the only break that we had where Levente he then took the camera for that bit I can't remember how they even did that I'm so glad yeah. that you've just reminded me of this because that was actually that was pretty amazing that it came scene. out so well it came out oh so my well. god it was, really it was cool. so good yeah i don't know if i've seen many like it it's a, a fairly unique thing in, in anything um, completely and you just feel the panic you feel the terror almost of that it, it yeah amazing amazing yeah and, then, and and also from having because levante as well i feel like he's just he's he's got such an air of calmness when he is doing these stunts which seem like the most terrifying things but like some you know he, i think it was even his idea to get in under the horse maybe maybe yeah, it was actually probably. Great. but it was like <laughs> but he was just like yeah and then i'll then i'll just get onto the horse and the horse and i was like you're going what you're gonna do what no we had him on it was so interesting <laughs> way, to talk to you, the you. Way that he, yeah the way that he just is like yeah and then i'll do that and this and he's just he's incredible i mean yeah. it, what a what a guy he's like this, this, his coordination of the battle scenes and mm. stuff. I just think that he's yeah. he's such a huge part of that show because the scenes that he choreographs, are, oh yeah, they're incredible. Like he's he's amazing, and also he's got a way of because I was going into it with no. I think I'd done I'd done a couple of things where I'd had to wield a sword, but okay. like I didn't really have any experience of it. And Levante like he's got he's got quite a magical way of making you just from the get-go feel like you can do it cool he's yeah i've never i think with with everyone that he's worked with um they've been able to go so above and beyond what they would have thought they could do like i hadn't i'd also never really been on a horse before the last oh, game really? like, 
No, and then it was, I think it was in season four where I was like fighting on horseback. And for, I can't, I, I just can't believe that he got me to that point where I was confident enough to do that. Because right. even look, looking back on it now, I'm like, wait, I did what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, I um, think it's yeah. at the end of season three, you come charging in on horse too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in the line mm-hmm. there down the hill, that was. Uh, definitely an epic moment for sure mm. you had a little yeah. battle and in, in i mean you were in the Before. season two too two, yeah. uh, you uh you, you oh, the one yeah. who kills eric, kills eric. yeah or siegfried. Siegfried. siegfried you kill Sie- yeah. siegfried yeah not yeah. eric no yeah, not she yet. wouldn't do that steve <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on dude <laughs> <laughs> i need um, to do the dishes <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was an awesome moment when you kill Siegfried. I mean, we think Uhtred's gonna do it or something, or Siegfried's gonna get Uhtred there, and and um then you just turn and walk away. And I I don't think you maybe didn't think of this at the time, but there's such an amazing shot of you walking on the battlefield and then in the halls of Winchester. Yeah, like oh yeah transition that, that is so cool yeah that was such a good transition because also you see I you see um she all of that all of that stuff has been internalized and it's just like she has stepped into her role as the you know she's just that she is becoming what is soon to be the lady of mercy at that point that transition was so so clever that was one of my favorite transitions that when i when i saw it because they'd said oh we're gonna we're they'd said that they were gonna do that and i kind of didn't i couldn't imagine in my head how that was gonna look and when i saw it i was very yeah, that was really impressive. And the music at the time, it was just perfect. Um, yeah. So, so you say you didn't have a lot of experience with a sword before. Did you have any experience wielding a bucket before? Because uh, yeah. you do clock Yepa real quick, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> what was it like to hit so Yepa with a bucket? <laughs> that was so bad. I had so, I, I, we just had such a laugh. When it, on, on, in all of the um, scenes where it's... Uh, when I was with all the Danes, they are so naughty and like <laughs> so funny. And the way the way that they can go from like they can so quickly switch into character, and they're so they can go from like just being so silly and boisterous, and then as soon as it's action, they're just in, and they're these terrifying Vikings. Um, we yeah it was so much fun doing that doing that scene with the bucket as well it was like it was we couldn't stop laughing because it was just so ridiculous having this so it was like meant to be full of pee urine, was right, it uh, right yeah. did you use real urine did you use <laughs> of <No>. course <laughs> method <laughs> <laughs> yes of course yeah that was really fun awesome. and you know that yep was a stunt guy as yes. well mm. yeah, yeah so like he's yeah he that he would like set he just sells everything so perfectly and watching him fight as well as just like he's amazing yeah so you say you didn't have a lot of fighting experience going in and you have some really awesome battle moments um season three um like you said riding on the horse is also a moment when these these guys come in and try to kill you in utrid when you're on a walk and you have a couple cool mm-hmm. stealth kills and then obviously yeah. season four there's a couple epic battles um, how did your fight experience feel kind of at the end? Did you feel more confident and um, in your ability to do some of these moves? Definitely. Like um, one of my, one of my favorite 
fight scenes that I had was, I think, was that episode four? It's one that Sarah directed. Yes, season four, episode four, season, Battle of Titan Yes, Hall. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that at that point, I felt like, firstly, I felt like Levente had got all of us up to a point where we felt really confident with the fighting. And mm-hmm. then Sarah coming in and she she wove in so much story into into that fight it was so much more than a fight it was like you saw you saw interwoven so many different character dynamics and it was so cleverly done I mean this the scale of it was so massive but then the intricacies of like you saw the inner worlds of so many of the characters in that battle Mm sequence Mm. and I think that she just did that so beautifully that was that was probably my favorite battle scene that I've ever done because I loved how it was such a marriage of of the action and the acting together and I think that that's such a hard task to do that I would imagine as a director and I think that 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 her and Levente like just did that so perfectly Um, but I I loved doing all of the fighting and like and in season five, I, it was so sad because I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh no, I'm not able to do any." But, but like I said, it was it was it was good because then it was a different thing to to have her battling this illness, which was a completely different fight. And in a way, I'm glad that that you are seeing a completely different side of her character mm. in that mm-hmm. season without the fighting and. Because that had been that's been, that had been such a huge part of her story up until that point that it was strange for me right. when I first got those episodes to be like, oh my god, she's not fighting. What? And, and, like Ethelfled and fighting just go together. So so right. for her then not to have that, it was um, yeah, it was weird for me at the beginning. But then I think it worked. I think I think yeah. to see that that her physical strength. She she had so she was so weak physically, but mentally she was so strong still. Yes. Um, which is and and the, which reminds me of that scene. I can't remember. I'm so bad with remembering what episodes it was, but I remember there's a scene with Alfred when he's on the horse and he raises the sword yes. up and his hands yes. shaking. And that that as well is. I just think that that scene is so so beautiful and so powerful and how he portrays the the physical weakness but the mental strength and resilience that he does in that scene where you can see how hard it is for him um and there's such there's such a strength and gravitas to that despite his body being so weak that I just I just think that 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 was incredible how he oh, showed yeah. he showed and it was like in in true kind of David Dawson style he can do so much with with so little in a way and I don't mean I I mean like there is such there's such a world yeah. happening inside totally. that you complete like I just think he's phenomenal and that that scene always sticks in my mind as something that I just think was incredibly powerful yeah did you are you the, all on set chanting yeah. long live the king that day were you all really there doing that when he, when he was doing that yeah i think so i can't That's really awesome. remember i think we yeah. were yeah did you get chills at the moment like we got chills like that was uh, amazing i mean yeah he just it, i i david gives me chills whenever uh, whenever uh, i would work with 
David, it was like, he's just so incredible. And I do, and I, and I feel so blessed to have worked with him and, and, and all of the other guys. It's like, he just portrayed that character in such a way that I couldn't, I couldn't ever see anyone else being that role. He was just, he was just Alfred. Totally. Totally. Now you mentioned that season four battle. Um, and the, one of the coolest moments of that battle is when you and Aldhelm, um, James Northcote get surrounded. And, you know, before the battle, you guys had sort of made an agreement that instead of being taken captured or captive mm-hmm. by Danes, he would kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was such an incredible moment because it sort of shows his deep, deep love for, for Ethel Flood, um, that he can't kill her. And mm-hmm. I think this would be like, first of all, what is it like to do that moment? And then maybe we could talk a little bit about the relationship between mm. Althelm and Ethel Flood, because it's such an interesting one. Mm. Um, that moment, it was, again, it was like, that was such a powerful moment because the characters, like you said, they've got, they have this huge amount of love for one another mm-hmm. and a huge amount of respect for one another. And, and, and I think what James did so brilliantly was that, he he has followed Ethelfled to like the ends of the earth and yeah. it has been such an amazing they're, they're such an amazing team together and like she's asked him to do this thing and you see you can see in his face it's this he's so torn between his head and his heart because mm-hmm. he knows that together as a team he should be doing this thing like they've come to this agreement but in his heart it's like he he physically can't do this to the person that he loves and i think i think seeing you completely see how split he is in that moment yeah. and as an audience i don't think you know which way he's going to go which there's so much tension in it because you're like oh my god is he actually is he going to do it or is he and um he just yeah there was there there was so much bubbling in that scene and there was so, it was so tense. And I feel like no matter how many times you rehearse something before a take, you never know actually what's going to happen when, when you're there and you're doing it because the adrenaline hits differently and you never know, like you never know what's going to happen when you're doing stunts as well. Certain things will change. And, and so a lot of the time in these moments where it is such high intensity, a lot of the reactions for me are so feel so real because it's the first time that you're I feel like everyone kind of steps into their character as soon as it's action everyone has stepped into their characters and so you're looking at like Ethelfled is then looking at Aldhelm and seeing him try to make this decision and you're just in it and so like yeah 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 it was a lot of awesome beats just in that battle. I think that was probably the most on my seat battle that I, I think I might have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, mm. Oh, cool. There was just so many yeah, things that sure. were just like just the whole time. It's just like stabbing like, well, anyone can go. And then and then there's that moment there. And and then Toby's falling into pits. And oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was epic. Epic. Sarah Gorman was uh, we had her on it and what an amazing job she did in, in the show and in, in that battle specifically. Yeah. Um, so super cool. And with the relationship between Ethel Flood and Aldhelm is so interesting. And he's so, so deeply loyal. And like I said, the love for Ethel Flood from his is so deep, but at times we joke, it's like 
so hard to watch him because there's like the moment when um, Ethel Flood and Nutra are making love and he's outside and you just know how deeply he loves <laughs> Ethel Flood and then you come out and he's just <laughs> it's like pain it's like dude <laughs> just so hard friend zoned the ultimate friend zone yeah, yeah we would we would it was funny because we would we made this silly video once where um I think it was on Alex's Instagram but we it was uh Alex serenading or Uhtred serenading Ethelfled and then and then James like pops up in the middle of <laughs> so we would always laugh that like he has been so friend zoned and constantly he's just been like hey guys can I get you anything any snacks <laughs> or <laughs> um and but I think I think that that he he kind of it's it's so it's it's clever that dynamic because yeah. yes, he has been so friend zoned, <laughs> but that but he know like he knows that he's friend zoned, and also they they've got such a love and respect for one another that I think it surpasses any um, like yes, the romance for him it's it, that's there, but also it's like I think they really just really love each other as friends. There's yeah. a huge respect for one another as as um uh as warriors and um as, as them as a team like they're yeah. such good team members they both want what's yeah, best for mercy they and... so much. they've got really similar they've got similar visions they've got they they work really well together and i think that there was there's there is a moment where you think Oh, is something going to happen? I think when when Ethelfled's dressing his wound, yes, yeah, yeah, moment yeah. where you think, huh, is this? And maybe it is one of those things that it's like in another world, like had yeah. things slightly different. Then I think that they they could have been together, and I think they sure. would have been really good together. But it just so happens that like it never it it never works for them that way. And I actually quite I actually quite like that. I yeah. think that there is a huge amount of love there, but what comes first for both of them is their love of Mercia and, and right. how far they'll go to protect that. Um, and I just think that that their bond is so strong um, without having to be romantic. True. You know, and speaking of romantic relationships Ethel Flood had, obviously the big one uh, is Uhtred. And... Mm -hmm. To see him, to see Ethel Fled sort of have this sort of crush from a like childhood almost, it seemed to yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and then go through, you know, her marriage and, and everything. And then when Uhtred's wife dies, um, I think she starts to act upon it and she's old enough now to act upon it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it like then to like sort of build that relationship with Uhtred? Obviously, it also takes like a south turn in season four when mm -hmm. uh, with the whole Mercia and taking the throne and everything. Mm. Um, could you maybe speak to that a little bit, your relationship with Uhtred? Yeah, so so I think having having had that seed planted so early on, it meant that it was so it was able to so organically grow that relationship. I think you're right, it went from being almost a childhood crush at the beginning of something that, you know, we planted that seed very early on where we didn't know if we were going to go back to that seed, but mm. it was there. And then I think that that then over the seasons it very slowly grew and then by the point by the point in which they do get together in season four yeah four 
but yeah. the, by that point there's such there's such a foundation of respect and love for one another and again similarly to Aldhelm they work together so well as a team yes. and um and I think that I think that before the romance comes this comes this uh, foundation of building that relationship and having this huge amount of trust for one another that that then I love that it's so it's so the opposite of her they're not really comparable Ethelfled's relationship with um, Uhtred and Ethelfled's relationship with Eric they're so right. not comparable in that Eric was like as we said earlier, it was like this explosion of passion and romance and first yeah. true love um, that was ripped away so quickly. Whereas her love with um, Uhtred, it was such a slow burner. Yeah. And, um, and it saw so many different transitions from platonic love to kind of, they have, they, like, you know, there was so many different, there were so many different um, evolutions of it. And then, and then when they got together, it was this like, will they, won't they? Oh my God. Yes. Um, and then, and then that love never falters. And despite, despite them having that, that situation where um, Ethel fled, basically gives his daughter away which i which i stick by i'm like she wanted to go yeah exactly she wanted to go i was doing her a favor she doesn't want to be living with her dad for the rest of her life but it was funny because so many of the fans were really like angry about that and i can see i can see why but like to me like when i when i was um when i was doing that those scenes as ethel fled it was like this is what steora wants i was like She's doing, she's it works out. out. That works out. <laughs> Everybody's happy. But it went, I mean, that went down so badly with Utrid, obviously. It's like, you've right, done right. what? Um, the, so they've had, they had that blip. Then she obviously, then she obviously chooses Mercia over being with him, which I just think, I just think like was amazing. I think yeah. that, that her whole, her whole life has been, to realize her father's dream of the united land and i think that she never once falters on that and i think that it's so like you see how much love she has for utrid and how painful that is and how she is willing to set aside because that's what as in her heart all she wants is to be with this person who she loves and so she is willing to set aside herself for her country which I think is so heartbreaking and like for me doing those scenes and like seeing this woman who has to make that decision and like the bravery in that like it didn't it didn't come easy for her and I think that I hope I hope that that was clear in a way that it was like she's not making this decision decision lightly as some kind of like power trip she's making this decision after years and years of like deep respect for her father and like deep respect for her kingdom and um and also like her love her it it's like her love of something that's so much bigger than her that in her heart all she wants is to be with this man and to love this man and to like join their families together but she chooses 
yeah. to put herself aside. And I found that really heartbreaking. And like for them to then in season five to have that conversation, oh, yeah. which like still makes me. I was going like, to ask what this was oh, like to do. Yeah. Oh, I'd like, it still gives me shivers. Like I could, it still really gives me shivers that conversation that, that those two characters had. I remember the first time, Oh, I feel like I'm going to cry again, but like the first time that we read that in the read through, um, it was like Alex and I were just, and other characters, other people as well. We were all yeah. just in like floods of tears and like, it was so hard for Alex and I to, to do that scene because it was like, it was that, it was that realization that, that, for them to be together is on some level all she like all she wanted was to be happy with this person and like and for and I'm so glad that they got to say it to one another and for him to know that she had thought about that every day that she had thought have I made the wrong decision um I think she says like he's like did you ever regret it and she's like sometimes but when I do it's with every part of me yeah yeah Oh man. And, and it's yeah, and it's like, and I'm so glad that that we that we got to show how difficult that decision was for her and how difficult that decision was for them. Because I think as well, Uhtred understands why she why she made that choice. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that it was just it was heartbreaking because it was voicing so much of the internal decisions that she's had to make, it was like, she's saying it out loud and you never really see Ethel Fled drop her guard. She often does with Uhtred, actually. You see her guard drop. She's able to be maybe more silly or flirtatious or more sensitive. And, And so for her to completely drop her guard and to say, well, yeah, when I think about this, it's with every part of my being it's so heartbreaking because we're so used to her being stoic and for her to to drop that is like oh yeah and coming out of the earlier in the season when you guys have another brutal moment between you two when you deny him soldiers to go back and save stiara oh um what was it like doing that scene where you reject him but you can't tell him why it it was so horrible because because Obviously, you were just there being like, tell him. Right? Um, <laughs> oh, it was so horrible, actually, because like I said, we're so we're so kind of like um bit, we're so invested in these characters. And even though it's like we we know to some degree where the where the story is gonna go, but it was really difficult because on a human level, you just want her to tell him what's happening. And then you're seeing, you're seeing his fury and him just being like, I can't believe you've done this without him really understanding what's going on. It was, it was really difficult, but then obviously he comes back in time and they have this, the amazing send off between both of them. But um, yeah, it was, it was really hard there because it was like, you're just willing him to just, you're like, please yeah. be nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's so cool to see the relationship you guys have. I think um, everybody should try to find someone who looks at them the way Ethel Flood looks at Uhtred. I just, there's something in, in <laughs> Ethel Flood's eyes when she's looking at Uhtred that's so... You know, Massively. It's, it's so cool. And yeah, I mean, like, like we said, it was such an awesome send-off. Um, and another thing in season five we get to see is, is a little bit more of the relationship with Aelfwyn, who is now older. And um, what was it like to work... Um, with uh Thea right is it yeah, yeah. it was yeah. it was absolutely incredible so this was Fia's first ever job out of drama school and I just think that she is the most talented she's so naturally talented and like she has she's so sensitive to every to everything that happens and she's got she's just so talented and I couldn't I couldn't actually believe that this was her first time being in front of the camera because wow. she's so natural yet holds so much gravitas within that character and again I there's so many similarities between um Elfwyn and Ethelfled's uh you see you see Elfwyn's naivety and she's so green and like that got that bright eyed thing that that then she's forced to grow up really quickly as well and I think that how fear did that did that transition um she just did it so gracefully and with such strength and I think as well she found humor in what was the, there are certain moments that I'm like she's a genius where, where she would just find moments of humor mm-hmm. um she's I just think she's amazing and like I I love her dearly and I think that she's one of the most talented actors out there and you play such a, a good frustrated mother of this teenager that's who just wants to like experience love and, and things and, and like no you need yeah. to be the next queen here. Um, yeah, and yeah, you can like, see, and you can and you can just see that frustration because obviously Ethelfled like she she know like she's been there she knows what it's like to be in the throes of love and to just be like oh I don't yeah. I don't want this responsibility just let me be young and let me um, yeah. and. You can see, I, I think, I, I actually think that Ethelfed would have probably been uh, maybe more relaxed if Ethelfed had more time on her watch. But it's like, she there is a, there's a desperate timeline in this where she has to reach, she has to secure her the throne before she leaves. And it's like, she's racing against right. the clock without wanting to tell her daughter yet what is happening. And so there's this, there's this real tension in it where totally. the daughter, it's like she's being forced to grow up way quicker than she should be. And Ethelfed can't tell her why that is. And it's like, of course, as a young, you know, as a young, headstrong person, you're going to be like, no, like, leave me alone. Like you do your, you do your thing. I don't want that. I want to be, she, she so wants her independence and to, and she's so headstrong. And I think, it's that I think what's an interesting dynamic between both of them. It's kind of like, like that thing that uh, you struggle with in yourself that that you see. So you see Ethelfled um, show her daughter's got so many similar t- characteristics to her and to her mother um, that it's like these really headstrong women that is so like that is so amazing but also you can just see her being like oh my gosh (laughs) come on um but she definitely I think they definitely get that from uh grandma mother where it's just 
I mean, Eliza, but I feel like I haven't spoken about Eliza enough as well because she is yeah. just like, she is just so incredible as that character. And again, that like headstrong, just powerful, pious uh, woman that she's, there, there's such a, there is such a like, um, that, that kind of headstrong mentality of just like, this is what I want and I'm going to get it. But yeah. that is just carried down through the generations. So I just think it's like really, really cool. Totally. What, what were, you know, looking back, what are some of your favorite moments from the show? Whether it's, you know, something for you to watch or was it something for you to act in? What, what were some favorite moments for you from the from the show? Um, it's so hard to pick. I think scenes that kind of jump out are, I think, a lot of the scenes where it's goodbyes. So mm-hmm. um, the scene with, Ethelred where he's on his deathbed right. the scene obviously um for me when I'm saying goodbye to Uhtred that was hugely important for me um my favorites I loved oh my god I can't believe I haven't spoken about this so I'm gonna have to go in a second as well is um pure leg and breeder stuff yeah. that was just like just both of that, I found that so powerful and so heartbreaking, like their relationship, how that started and like the bonds that they forged and, and purely breaking down like so many of her walls that she'd built up, like Breda had become such a kind of menacing force. We'd kind of, we'd lost her somewhere along the way. And it was like, she they, they they built this friendship which like came out of nowhere and was so powerful and potent that that stuff was some of my favorite stuff from the last season every scene that i got to watch david in like toby the the guy like i'm now just gonna go and say everyone because i'm like also um like utrecht and his gang like those guys oh, yeah they are just such a force of nature and their bond is so strong in reality and in the show. And it's just like, they are so quick and the amount of like improvised stuff that they do, they are so in tune with one another as those characters. And it's like incredible to watch. They're so quick and so on it, know each other so well. And there's such a trust between them. And then, and then Alex as well. I'll just finish on Alex because like he's, he's just such an incredible man and such an incredible actor. And I'm so, so glad to have worked with him and to have got to do like the, the journey that our characters went on together. Mm -hmm. It's like, so I'm so glad to have got to do that with him and to have been directed by him as well. With with scenes that were, were so important to me and to, to be being directed by someone that I've got so much love for and so much trust with. And like, he's just an incredibly special and talented person. And I just think that like, he's he's like alongside everyone else, but like Alex really has just driven the success of this show. He has been, he has been like the hero that, that like you could only conjure up in your wildest dreams like mm-hmm. he is just Absolutely. every he just he just brings so much to that character and he has brought Uhtred alive and like I just think he's 
incredibly yeah. special. And totally. Yeah. And with the last couple minutes here, could you maybe just tell us real quick um, if, you know, first of all, are there any works coming out soon that um, you would like us to know about, you'd like people to know about? And also, what oh. career goals do you have? Ah, okay. So, yes, I've got, um, there is a show that is coming out on Apple TV that is coming out, I think, on the 29th of July. So just over a month from now, which is a show called Surface, which is completely different. Okay. Uh, Last Kingdom, which is kind of like a psychological thriller, where oh, cool, cool. my my character that she just she's just peeking in in this season. Like we don't see a huge amount of her, and it's like it's a bit of a mystery who who she is um, in the first season. But all will be revealed hopefully if we get a season two. So I filmed that straight after the Last Kingdom. Um, I went out to Vancouver and filmed that for cool. I think we were out there for five months. Um, and then now I'm just about to start a movie called Object Permanence, which is filming in filming in Thailand, which I'm really Very excited. Fun. Which Very again fun. is something completely different, like set in set in the future, like not so distant future. Um, I actually don't want to give too much away no, because it's wacky it's and like and like weird and yeah. clever. Um, but yeah, so they're they're the they're the things that I'm kind of looking forward to coming out. And then um, what my career goals are for the future. Was that the question? Yeah. Yeah. What goals do you have for your future? here? I think it's so important for me to play characters that I have, that I really love and that I have such a like invested interest in. And I hope that that kind of vein continues because I think I was so lucky with playing Ethelfled and, Mm. She brought me so much joy. And so I think I think that for me, a goal of mine would be to, to try and find that level of like to I think it's so important to love characters that you play, yeah. even if they're even if they're like the most awful, horrible character, but you want to they want you want to feel connected to them in some way. And I think a goal would be, yeah, to just to hope that that continues to be able to play characters that I really am invested in. Absolutely. And we know you have to go here real quick, but we just want to say thank you. And is there anything real quick that you'd want to just say to the last kingdom fan base before we sign off here? Um, Yeah. Just, just thank you so much for, for letting us bring this show back for the last few years. And like the, it's been such a gift and like we're all so aware and I'm so aware that like we wouldn't have been able to do any of this without the fans and it's and it's such an incredible fan base that the last kingdom have and like we're so just so grateful and love you guys yeah awesome well thank you everyone for listening check out all of Millie's links below check out her future works um and please continue to follow us and uh, subscribe and like and all that uh we appreciate all the support And for now, um, thank you, Millie, for coming on. And goodbye from the Screen Chronicles. Uh, As we always say, goodbye. And destiny is all. Destiny is all. Thank you so much. Destiny is all. Thank you, guys. It was so lovely chatting to you both.